there, and thanks for joining me again with the Psychology Report. You know, we've been admonished, admonished, admonished uh, in the Bible to not provoke our children to wrath. Well, let me just put a spin on that idea for a little bit and say it the other way. Do not provoke your children to stress. Wrath is part of it. Anger. Being defeated, feeling defeated, depressed, being afraid, creating anxiety, getting that idea of just being violent even, so upset, irritable, rash. So don't provoke your kids to that kind of emotional reaction, emotional state. That's the job of the parent is to prevent the child from experiencing high levels of stress, emotional states, that would do them in. That would be self-defeating and self-destructive. You know, stress is uh, kind of like three different kind of levels, if you will. Moderate stress is good. We become more creative. We become more energized. We become more um, focused, if you will, in our behavior under moderate stress. So it's kind of a productive level of stress. High stress is not. High stress is defeating. It takes away creativity. It takes away the ability to think and the ability to solve problems and make decisions. One almost becomes frozen or stiff under states of high stress. But what is most difficult and most counterproductive and destructive is high levels of chronic stress or chronic high levels of stress. High levels of stress that just continue on and on and on and on. That's the part that's defeating, demoralizing, depressing, has ill effects upon the body, contributes to illnesses and sicknesses and uh, diseases of various kinds and disorders of various kinds. It's that chronic, high-grade level of stress that goes on unabated for an, quite a lengthy you know, period of time. Some people live under high levels of stress almost all their life. Some children are born into a stressful home that they have no control over and cannot protect themselves and begin this whole process of being chronically ill, chronically depressed, chronically fearful, chronically anxious. Homes can be very helpful to children. Families can be very helpful to children. Parents can be very, very helpful to children, but they can also be destructive. And, you know, we don't like to say that about a parent. Nobody likes to tell a parent that their behavior patterns, their lifestyle, their home life was destructive to their children. They beat up their children. They abused their children. Even though they didn't know it that in that way, they didn't think of it that way, they didn't want to have it that way. But in fact, their lifestyle was so chaotic and so stressed that their children did not thrive. In fact, the children became defeated, self-defeated, self-destructive. That's a hard one to kind of face as a parent, to know that your life contributed to your child's self-defeating lifestyle and self-destructive lifestyle. But that's kind of the way it is anyway. You know, homes for our children should be a place of peace. Parents should be instruments of peace. Home should be a place of peace, a place of stability, a place of consistency, a place where there's a foundation laid 
that's solid and strong and long-lasting, a home that's loving, a home that has security in it. That's what home should be. But you know, some parents don't provide that for their children. It's just one level of instability after another, one unsureness after another. That's destructive. But a home, parents' relationship with the child should be secure, should be firm, should be positive, uplifting, helpful, loving, caring, compassionate. You know, you can stress your children in a lot of ways. You can just tease them. You know, teasing a child is a stressful event for a child. Nicknames, calling them nicknames and laughing at them for that particular nickname can be very distressing, you know, to a child. Telling jokes about a child, making the child the object of a joke, name-calling, it's all very, very destructive and hurtful and stressful to a child. I had a patient one time that uh, the father became uh, somewhat upset over the child's behavior pattern. And to correct that, the father started to call this little boy by a girl's name because it, what that child was doing was kind of Im- implied something about a femininity. So he calls this child a, by a, a girl's name. And that kid just went up in arms. He was destructive. He was upset. He was mad. See, the father was provoking that kid to stress. He was provoking that kid to anger. He was provoking that kid to wrath through name-calling. You know, parents are sometimes not very smart, I guess. And when they do these things, kids just react. And then they wonder why the kids react. Well, it's because of some of the things that parents do. But it's also some of the things that parents don't do. You know, if parents don't affirm, if parents don't commend, if parents don't reward, if parents don't reinforce, if parents don't praise and uh, really support a child, that creates a stress. Just by virtue of the parent not doing certain kind of things, which can be just as stressful as what a parent does. So our topic today is obviously provoke not your children to stress. You know, you need to know when your child needs extra support. You know, if a child had had a failure experience, had a hurtful experience, was let down, had a breakup with a friend, a girlfriend, if you will, had a death in the family, changed schools, had to experience some kind of bully behavior at school, had a bad teacher that day, had a bad teacher experience that particular day. There's just many things that go on in a child's life that requires extra support. And that's when a parent just needs to be committed to that child and be around that child and spend time with that child and just be supportive and caring and interested and just involved in their life and their experiences that they're going through. Listen, talk, listen, talk, listen, listen more than talking. See, that's what's necessary when kids go through these times of distress in their life and um, failure or bad experiences of one kind or another. But parents need to know when a child needs extra support. You need to be listening to your kids. You need to be knowing what's going on in their life. You need to be monitoring them closely because then you're going to know and then you can provide that support. You need to be ready to do that. 
Also, you need to know when your child needs extra attention. When they just need to sit and talk. When they just need to take a walk around the block with you. When they need to play a game with you. When they need to just sit together. Just be close. Just to be near them. Just to touch them. Hold their hand. Hug them. See, you need as a parent, you need to know when your child needs that kind of a little extra attention. That little extra compassion, if you will. Give it to them. It's free. But drop what you're doing. Back away from what your commitments are. And turn your attention to a child when they're going through tough times in their life. And they need that talk. Or they need that closeness. Or they need that uh, support. You know, that, uh, that only you can give them. Yeah. So, that's number two. Number three is this. Know when your child needs extra explanation. And extra assurance. You see, if you're going through a separation, kids need to understand what that really is and what it means and what the plan is. If you're going through a divorce, your kids need to know what that really means, what it implies, and what it means for them. You know, every kid, when you go through your struggles in your marriage, every kid says to themselves, what's going to happen to me? And sometimes we don't answer that for kids. We don't spell it out. We don't give them a time frame. We don't give them a... A game plan as to what we're all going to be doing and how we're going to work on this together and try to resolve it or try to make better. See, we just go off and do what we think is the right thing as a parent and as an adult, and we neglect to really bring the child in to our understanding and help them be assured, help them understand, explain what's going on. That's most important. Why are we in this situation? Are we going to make it? Are we going to be okay? Is this a, situ a situation that's going to be better? You know, they need that encouragement just to hang in there with them, to be with them. You're going to support them. You may have trouble together as a husband and wife, but you don't divorce your children. You don't separate from your children. You don't put your children through stress. You may put each other through stress, that's to be sure. But you don't put your kids through stress. You do everything you can to reduce and modify and and lower the levels of stress, you know, for your children, even though you're going through some tough times yourself. Also, you need to know the difference between short-term and long-term support. You know, your kids need support under these stressful times, under stressful times. That's true. But, you know, sometimes we just think, well, okay, I'll just spend a little time with my kid and it'll be okay. Or, you know, we'll just kind of devote tonight to our children and they'll be okay. Or this weekend we'll do something together and then they'll be okay. You know, that may not be true. Some kids need support for four days in a row. Some need support for 14 days in a row. How are you going to know the difference? How are you going to know what your child needs and, and really deserves? So that's what you have to kind of think in terms of. Not just giving that extra attention and extra support and extra reassurance, but for how long? You know, some of these kids are hurting deeply. And they don't want to just kind of hit and run. They don't want you just to kind of pat them on the back or give them a little pep talk or play a game with them or have a little visit with them and then you think they're all okay. They're not. When kids go through high levels of stress, they generally need long-term support. Long-term support. Not brief support. Brief support is kind of a day-to-day -day experience that every normal child 
requires and needs. Every normal child going through normal experiences needs. But when you have a normal child going through abnormal experiences, long-term support is necessary. Okay? And you also need to know how to support your child when stress and trauma comes into your life. You know, we often think of a trauma coming into the life of a child. And we give them support. We give them encouragement. We talk to them. We try to help them through the situation. That's true. But when you go through trauma in your life as a parent, you also have to think about supporting your children at that time in the same way that you're seeking support for yourself. Here's where you have to kind of separate out what you're going through and what your child secondarily experiences and picks up or feels or just notices by being in the home and being around you. So you need to be self-sacrificing. You need to give to your children even though you're hurting. You need to hug your child even though you need the hug. You need to be talking to your child even though you want to talk. Be listening to your child even though you want to talk. You see? Whatever goes on in your life, that means something going on in your child's life. And you need to be supportive of that child in, in, in that experience. So it's a, that's the tough part, because you know, we often think when we're going through tough times, we want support, we want help, we want the attention, we want our kids to kind of behave well so we don't have to deal with them. Uh-uh, it doesn't work that way. You need, to stress, you need to give them anti-stress activities at the same time you're going through the, some of the highest stress, stress experiences in your life. And then you need to know how to support your children when natural changes and events occur in their life. You know, a move. You know, it's natural to have a bad grade sometimes. Or it's natural to break up with a boyfriend or girlfriend. Death is natural. Suicide of their friends kind of is a natural experience. Being rejected by a friend is natural. Being bullied is almost a natural experience now. You see? So when your kids go through natural kind of experiences and events, you need to be there. It isn't just a matter of saying, well, everybody goes through that, or it's just the way it is, or this is the way it is in teenage years, this is what junior high kids experience. That's callous, that's cold. Don't do that. Your child needs your love and your support and your care and your compassion and your empathy, and your arms need to be around them, and you need to be loving and caring when they go through even natural changes and natural events that are upsetting to them. So be there. Be in their life. Be part of their life. And be there when the chips are down. Because they look for that help. And when they don't get it, you've lost favor in their eyes as a parent. You've lost an opportunity to teach. You've lost an opportunity to love. You've lost an opportunity to care and to be empathetic and to give them a learning experience. You see? Kids learn when they go through stress by how you behave and how you support them and how you help them and how you react. They learn from that. So be part of their life. Whether it's a good time or a bad time. Whether it's a stressful time or not. But when the stress hits, whether it hits you as a parent or hits the life of a child, you be there in an abundant manner to make sure that they have your full support and your interest and your care and your attention, and your loving, and your compassion. 
because then they'll come through that experience on their feet. They'll come through that experience with grace. They'll come through that experience with maturity, with new learning. That's what you want. So don't provoke your children to stress. But when they go through stress, you be there so that that stress level does not mount, does not get aggravated, does not prolong itself, but comes under control and comes under containment. And your child learns positive experiences, even under stress. Hey, good to be with you today. I appreciate that. Go to my website, booksbyhedberg.com. My book there on health is a great one because I do talk about child stress in the home. You know, achieving and living a healthy lifestyle in a world of stress. That's a great book under this topic. And uh, they just go to my website. Pick it up there. Booksbyhedberg.com. You can pick it up in bookstores and other places, but that's just as easy. Call my office if you like. We'll get you out one. But when you're dealing with health and you're dealing with healthy living, Stress level needs to be controlled and contained and reduced. And uh, the book kind of discusses that and gives you a good perspective on how you can bring stress under control. So nice to have you with me today. Thanks for joining me and um, wish you well. Bye-bye.